Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 709. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got a strong message for you today from the book of James. I've also got uh, music and letters. But right now, let's pray. For God to anoint this program. Father, anoint this program. Um, anoint me that I teach exactly what it is that you want taught on this program. That uh, souls may be saved. That souls may be strengthened. Souls that uh, are your people. Uh, Lord, uh, in bind Satan and uh, release your people from the bondage of false doctrine. Let them see what the real Bible says instead of the Antichrist, homosexual Antichrist uh, church and child molesting church or cult. Uh, Lord, uh, bind Satan as we bind him by preaching your word here on earth. And we give all the glory, the praise, and the honor to you. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, uh, here I am to sing for you. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Well, when the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. On that bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise And the glory of His resurrection share When His chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies And the roll is called to be under, I'll be there Well, when the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under When the roll is called to be under, I'll be there let us labor for the master from the dawn to set his sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called to be under, I'll be there. Well, when the roll is called to be under, when the roll is called to be under, well, when the roll is called to be under, when the roll is called to be under, I'll be there. Well, when the road is called up yonder, well, when the road is called up yonder, well, when the road is called up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, I'll be there. Well, when the road is called up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, when the road is going to be a roll call. That was J.D. Sumner and the Stamps backing me up on that one. Um, We're in the uh, fifth chapter now, starting out in uh, 
the book of James. And it goes like this. Chapter 5, verse 1. Go to now. Get over there now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Well, why? Just because you got money, uh, there's going to be miseries come upon you? Well, yes, the Lord says that uh, money, a rich a person that's very rich, what they do is heap up money. Uh, they, you know, they're so um, paranoid about going broke that they just heap up money for them for the last days. Uh, the Bible also tells us that uh, riches can, are able to corrupt people a lot because they um, they just get into worldly things so much. And they never think about or hardly think about the kingdom of heaven that is coming or they never think about the prophecies of the Lord. It says, go to now, you rich men. Weep and howl. Well, when the Bible tells you to weep and howl, and that there's uh, these different uh, miseries that shall come upon you, uh, first of all, the government can take your money because they're the devil, and they can take everything you've got in a moment, and you know it. There's been richer men than you that have uh, been invaded by this uh, miserable, evil, sick, anti-Christ, devilish government. And they took everything I had and then put me in prison for around, uh, uh, it was a six-year sentence. It was false charges, like so many people have today. And I did four years of that time, and I had a congressman help me and uh, a woman named Nancy. I won't mention her last name because she doesn't really want me to because she's afraid of the persecution. She helped me get out of, uh, chop off two years of that time, and then I did six months in a halfway house. So we had accumulated... Nothing fancy, mind you, uh, property, but it uh, amounted up to over $100 million worth of property. And they sold it for pennies on the dollar. Um, our church was the number one. We had a lot of old buildings downtown. We had a house out in Oak Hill in Nashville, a big, nice house, Jerry Goff. The singing goths. We bought it from him. He was going through a divorce at the time. And uh, Shelby Singleton from Sun Records is the one that introduced me to Jerry Goff. And um, they took all everything. We had a couple of condos that the brothers and sisters were living in. We're not. We don't really rent that many places back then. We didn't rent places back then and we needed everything for brothers and sisters and we had a big church uh, that was pastored by Tennessee Williams's uh, dad and he was raised there in that church 
And uh, we bought it, and they sold that on us and made a recording studio out of it. And so, um, you know, this is going to happen to you because it's a prophecy from the Lord. And this is, uh, James is uh, the Lord's half-brother. He was not begotten before birth by the Holy Spirit. So go to, you rich man, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. I really feel sorry for people that have to learn the hard way. I was too involved in business. Oh, man, you know, you, you don't have time to concentrate as much as you should. And it's, uh, in the same book, it tells you, Be ye not many masters. Okay, so we, uh, or if you have another master, in other words, another trade other than the Lord, that's too many. Be not many masters. Oh, some people are into silver and gold, the stock market, that really eats up your time and your energy. I was involved in the stock market too. Man, I turn on my machine. There's a little television sets that you can buy that uh, the minute that the bell rings over in London, hmm, the thing goes right on and the bidding begins. And I had it right by my bed. I got so caught up in that. And um, so that's why a rich man cannot concentrate in a person that has many things going other than the Lord wants us to be entirely into the ministry. So you want to get involved in other things. Be not many masters, masters of this or that. Be masters of the Bible. Amen? Amen? Don't be many masters if you uh, are involved in one other thing. That's too many. You're, you have too, uh, you're, you're too many masters right there. All we're allowed as Christians is to be the master of the Word of God because we have to master the Word of God in order to be able to be soul winners. You say, well, I have to work. Well, you know, I've worked at a lot of different trades when I was, uh, before I was a Christian. And uh, it never took up my time. I really couldn't because I wasn't that involved in it. I've uh, run restaurants. I've uh, been out on a farm. And all I got to show for it was the muscle in my arm. And I wasn't that involved in it. I mean, I couldn't wait to get off uh, sometimes. Sometimes I enjoyed work, but I wasn't trying to master it. But you people, like you spend time with CPAs and all kinds of other people, don't you know that if you are just a master of the Word of God, you've mastered it. And you're a soul winner. You've mastered being a soul winner because that's what the Word of God tells us to do. Well, God bless you. You don't have to store up uh, millions and hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. You, you'll see that the Lord will put you through some fire. But what difference, uh, you know, like, they're going to take it away from me anyway. 
So while you have it, it would be better that you give your youth to the Lord and that you give your finances to him because, you know, the whole Christian realm is very short of finances. I'm not talking about these people that preach once saved, always saved. That's not a Christian work. That's a satanic work. I'm talking about a work that teaches you the real meaning of the word of God. So why be that rich? You know, you can have a comfortable amount of money, but get, uh, or if you moved into our, our work, <laughs> you don't have to worry about money the rest of your life. Because we trust the Lord. We trust in God. And he gives us all of our needs. He tells us, don't worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Or what you're going to wear. Because God feeds even the sparrows, the most insignificant of birds. And he clothes the lilies better than he did Solomon in all his glory. And so don't be sweating the small stuff like you're doing now because you're going to weep and howl for your miseries that absolutely they shall come upon you. If God says through his servants something's going to come upon you, it will come upon you. Okay, and so don't be many masters. Come off of that. You know, some people say, well, man, my heart is all into baseball, basketball, football, boxing. I just beat the tar out of this man for Jesus, and I thank Jesus for letting me bust his head. That isn't what it's all about, Alfie. Okay, verse 2. Your riches are corrupted. Well, a lot of times you uh, good business deals you think come your way. Why, you could be in charge of an entire porn industry with all the money you got. You know that that stuff is going to sell in this wicked world. So uh, somebody comes to you with an opportunity uh, to have uh, invest in something that you know is uh, going to do good, and so you do. And so your riches are corrupted, and your garments are the things that you are moth-eaten. What we're supposed to do is put on the garments of righteousness. And uh, so you don't have any garments of righteousness, so everything that you're wearing is corrupted. It's going to wear out. It's not going to last that long. So don't get that involved with riches, the worldly riches, because your garments are corrupted, your riches are corrupted, rather, because you've invested in a lot of things that you know you shouldn't be. If you're playing the stock market, you're gambling. That's what it is. It's nothing more than uh, the crapshoot in Vegas. Dice. Your riches are corrupted. And your garments are moth-eaten. We are to be clothed in pure white linen. Not, see, we're going to have that, uh, those of us that are saved, 
We're going to be clothed with righteousness throughout eternity. But we have to be clothed with righteousness first here before we ever get into, uh, before we're ever able to get into the kingdom of heaven. Moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered. Verse 3, And the rust of them shall be a witness against you. Why is that? Well, because you've had those riches so long and haven't let the Lord have them. You know, uh, this rich man asked Jesus, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? He said, sell everything you got and come and follow me. And in so many words, it says, and then you'll be able to enter the kingdom of God. Oh, the rich man acts so sad because he knew, you can't give up these riches. I earned them, I, not for love nor money or God. I'm not even going to give them up for you, God. He went away sad. And, of course, the Lord doesn't like to see people. I, You know, I look into the faces so many times of people that I know are going to be in hell. Well, you say, you're judging well, I, yes, but I judge with the word of God because I can see that they're totally a shot. Your gold and silver is cankered. And the rust, you haven't used that money for the gospel, and it's become rusty. The rest of them shall be a witness against you. When you stand a bit, uh, before the judgment bar of God, well, yeah. Is your money going to be of any value to you then? Somebody's going to have your money here on earth because you can't take it with you where you're going. So the rest of it is just you've got it laid up in wealth, in property that you don't need. But you just love to be able to gloat at the Friars Club or someplace like the Country Club. Yes, uh, I have uh, so much in gold, and I have so much in silver, and I own all the property on the west side, and I own all the property over on the east side. Now, the south side, I don't care too much about that, but I do have a bunch of rentals over there. You like that. You don't have enough money to stuff your fat gut, huh? And the rest of them shall be a witness against you and, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have um, heaped treasure together for the last days for yourself. But when there comes a time of necessity, the Lord's not going to help you. You'll try to buy people, but people will be scrambling for their lives, and they don't even think of money as being valuable at all. Not like you! That's what James is saying. Verse 4, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped 
down your fields. Well, you've got all kinds of hire people that you've hired, and you don't pay them enough. Because they're the ones that have more than likely sowed your fields and then reaped them down. Your fields, which is of you. It's owned by you. You kept back by fraud. You didn't pay them. They cry. It crieth and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath, the Lord of rest. You hand out a very meager living for those people that have made you rich, and you're not... uh, Holding back a few bucks to, in the event of trouble, that you're going to have something to pay bills with, but you're laying up so much gold and silver and treasure that it's become um, cankered and rusty. It's You're not putting it to use. God gave it to you or allowed you to have it, and but uh, you started becoming fraudulent with it. So, uh, the Lord is watching. All these cries of these people that you're cheating, uh, their cries uh, are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath, or Sabaoth. Verse 5. You have lived in pleasure on the earth. Well, if a person's in the ministry, the only thing that's pleasurable about it is that you are anointed by the Lord. And if the Lord gives you some money, I know that the Lord has some at sometimes given us some money, but it's to pay all the bills, and it's to buy different properties. It's uh, we're not storing it. It's not uh, we're not cheating people. Whatever they want or whatever they need, they get in this ministry. Yeah, but you have lived in pleasure on the earth, while other people uh, were pitiful, like the Lord, and been wanton. Well, we'll go to the country club tonight, honey, and uh, we'll get some of our friends to go with us, and we'll eat and drink sumptuously. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. One time, I, um, when I was eating beef and other things, I had some calves, and I wanted to see what a calf would uh, taste like. (laughs) So I had them kill one, and they brought that liver in, and it was just a newborn calf. And they brought the uh, brains of it in, and I had it. Boy, it was so good. But that was only one time in my life. 
Verse 6, you have condemned and killed the just. Because what are they but peasants to you? They're like bugs for you to walk on. I'm rich. Yeah, but what does the Lord say? He says you're going to weep in hell, doesn't it? And there's going to come a time when you're going to ask and you're not going to receive. You ask and receive not. Your children or your loved ones can ca- or yourself can catch some dread of disease and you'll call out to the Lord. And he says, you have condemned and killed the just. And he does not resist you. He just figures you're so rich that who could possibly resist you? Verse 7, be patient, therefore. Now the Lord's talking to the saints through James by the Spirit. Be patient, therefore, brethren. He's talking to the brothers and sisters that's living in a shotgun shack with their family, but they love each other. And they're going through a struggle, but it's no big deal to them because they know they have the kingdom of God. They're glad that they don't have all your riches. They're happy because they can only eat so much. I found out when I made a fortune before I was in the ministry, I, I started the tw- I was the first one to start the 20 records, 20 sides on one album. And I was selling it only for $3.98. And we, uh, $0.89 cents was for uh, handling and postage and all that, which added it up to over $4. We sold them by the hundreds of thousands. And I remember what it was like I'd never had that kind of money. Even with the health studios when I was with it, it never even came close to what I had. And I thought, man, I want to drive that car and uh, do Cadillac, Eldorado Brown. I want to drive a Maserati. I'd like to have a uh, Ferrari. And it bummed me out because you can only drive one car at a time. And I said to myself, I can buy anything in this town, New York City. I can go anywhere in the world. I've got all this money. But I can only, and I had five apartments. But it grieved me because I wanted to live in all of them at the same time, and you can't. And I wanted to eat maybe ten different meals, but I still liked beans because I was raised on and rice, and I I liked uh, different foods. I was a person, before I read the Bible, like pork chops, when the Bible told me not to do that because it's not good for your health. It's a health loss. Well, it bummed me out. So how many, how many millions of dollars do you need? How many meals can you eat, fatso? What do you need more than a, a nice, even if you're living in a shotgun shack? And you've got, you know you've got the Lord. And you know when the Spirit leaves your body, 
that you're going to hell. Wouldn't it be so wonderful to know, isn't it, you know, that your soul's going to heaven? Okay, that's better to live in a little house with just a little bit of something. There's a person just recently uh, left the church. They were like ungodly. She, she was an ungodly person in the church. A young girl wanting to get married to half a dozen different people. They always had her eye on somebody else. So she left because I wouldn't let her get married. And all of a sudden, she uh, sends word that she got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> she had to leave the church to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, if she did, we'll praise the Lord, but I doubt very much that she did. Now she's, you know, saying all kinds of uh, stupid things like, "I'm." Uh, she never was a godly person in the church. All she was was a flirt. She wasn't happy in the house of God. A lot of people are not. But I am. So be patient, therefore, brethren. This means brothers and sisters in the Lord. Unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit. Now, who is the husbandman? That's the Lord. My father is the husbandman. That means the farmer. Because the house of God is like God's farm. What you sow, you reap. You're holding back because you don't trust God. You don't believe him to bless you for blessing his house. And so, therefore, you're corrupt. Don't you get it? I mean, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So, the uh, Father God... Okay, be, be patient therefore, you brothers and sisters, unto the coming of the Lord. Look, or behold, the Father God, the husbandman, waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Well, what is the precious fruit of the earth? He, uh, that's the souls that you win by. You won't get into the gospel field, you won't get saved, you won't do anything. And you won't even finance uh, television programs or radio programs that we can get on and win millions of souls. At least you will be able to have said that uh, your uh, gold and silver were not corrupted. You've done something with it. You didn't hide it in a bank or in your vault. <laughs> what good is it going to do you there? You know, there is a uh, hereafter. So the Lord God waits for the precious f fruit. He's waiting. There's so many people that haven't heard the gospel yet. And he's waiting patiently for the fruit of the earth. The precious fruit of the earth. Human souls that will be able to spend eternity in heaven instead of in hell. What good is all the money you have? All your riches if you're going to hell. And you're leaving it to somebody that you don't know if they're wise or unwise, if they're going, what they're going to use it for. They're going to squander it. Like that old billionaire that died and uh, left uh, Anna Nicole. And she was squandering on men and just raising general hell 
with his money that he earned, he worked himself to, uh, to death for that money. It didn't do him any good. He saved it all for her. Okay, and what did she do with it? And what did she do? She was on drugs. She couldn't handle it. So the Lord is uh, waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for you to do something about the winning souls. He's waiting for you to give your tithes and offerings and to give the best of what you have to the Lord instead of your second-hand garbage. He's God and has long patience. The Lord, he could put an end right now to the world. He could stand up in the heavens and sh let everybody see him and shake a big rod up there saying, Hey, this is it, folks. You're dead in your tracks. But he has patience for it. So he wants to give us time to win the very last soul that's here on earth until he receives the early and latter rain. Well, folks, we're uh, operating right now in the latter rain where the Lord poured out his spirit upon the prophets and they in turn told the people, don't you remember Moses used to read the whole book uh, and to tell the folks, the Jewish people, all the different things that the Lord had passed on to him? And he passed it on to others. And he's given you an opportunity as well. He's given you some money, a few bucks, maybe a lot of bucks. And, um, and you misused it. The Lord has patience for it until he receives the early rain, the Old Testament rain, and the latter rain, which we're operating under today. The Holy Spirit is coming down upon the earth now. So be ye also patient, you brothers and sisters. Be patient, okay, so you don't have uh, porterhouse steaks every day. Or establish your uh, hearts. Prepare your hearts to be strong, which means that you have to what will I do if I get arrested? What will I do if I um, am put before a firing squad? These are things that I prepared my heart for. Otherwise, I wouldn't be blabbing uh, the scriptures the way I do. What would happen if I didn't blab my mouth about the gospel? What would happen if I didn't put time in to witness and testify to you folks out there? Well, I'd stand before the Lord and he says, Depart from me, you wicked. I told you in the scriptures that the most precious thing in the world is to win souls. There isn't anything else that you could do to please me in the entire world but to win souls. So be also patient, brothers and sisters. Establish your hearts the way Tony is telling you. What would you do if you didn't have any food? What if they put uh, put it to you like either take the mark of the beast on your forehead or hands? What are you going to say when that happens? Or you won't be able to buy or sell. They won't let me have a, a, a credit card. 
that's the beginning of what they're going to take away from you. But I'm not going to sell out just to be able to buy and sell. For the coming of the Lord uh, is draw, draweth nigh. Now, these scriptures were written just uh, almost 2,000 years ago. Verse 9. Grudge not one against another. Don't hold grudges, brothers, lest ye be condemned. Because if a person has hatred in their heart towards a brother, it's the same thing as murder, and it's the same thing as though you're not even saved. You're not even born again. Some people come in and they say, I just can't stand these brothers. I can't stand this particular sister. There's a sister that I cannot live around her. I cannot be around her because I just can't. Well, are you thinking you're going to be able to cope with the flames of uh, hell and the lake of fire? Well, she's such an evil person. She's always snipping at me and saying all kinds of evil things about me and bringing false accusations. Well, do you think that won't happen out in the world? So don't hold a grudge against another one. Just smile and say, praise the Lord, I'm taking some persecution just as the Lord did. Very little, but I'm getting something. So don't do that. Don't grudge against one unless you be condemned, and that means to hell in the lake of fire. So this is very important to follow. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Boy, this is saying that God is standing at the door right now, ready to open it and to descend down to this earth. And when that happens, people are going to be screaming their heads off. Just like you see people when earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes are hitting all over you. And wiping out your fortunes, no less. Well, the insurance company will take care of it. Well, in Florida, they won't even let you. Uh, Florida, they will not allow you to. They won't even, uh, the insurance companies won't sell insurance to you there because there was so much havoc. These people are wealthy people out there. And, um, well, we've got our homes, but now what? If you're not insured, what's going to happen if your house is destroyed by one of these plagues that's coming down from the Lord? Verse 10, take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name uh, of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. So they're your example. Job, when that hit me, when the government took everything we had, except my soul, I still retain my soul. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. They can take everything you've got. But what is a building or is like your big bank account important to you? Uh, your body is more important than anything that you could own uh, outside of your body. So the Lord uh, gives us an example uh, by the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering. Oh, we're going to have to suffer affliction and uh, and we're going to have to be patient. Well, patience, what does that mean? Well, we want the Lord to come back right now. 
What if somebody should kill us? Praise the Lord. We're gonna, we don't have to wait so long. Then we don't need patience. We'll be right in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. So behold, we count them happy, which endure hardship like a good soldier. The Bible says endure hardship like a good soldier. Be patient. The Lord knows all about your troubles. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. Mm. Well, um, I felt that I went through a Job-like experience. He had everything taken away from him, and I did as well. With the exception, I still had my wife, I still had my boy, and and I still had my salvation. I'm still saved, folks. If you've got billions of dollars, I'm richer than you. Donald Trump doesn't own a penny. Donald Trump uh, needs to be seen. He's got to have a game. He's got to have this. He's got to be many masters. I was in the drugstore at the Trump Plaza, and they said, I says, uh, how's everything going? Oh, man, this Donald Trump is, uh, he wants to be many masters. He's kicking me out of here because he wants to run the drugstore. He wants to be everywhere. Beauty contests, uh, you know, dancing with the store, whatever. And um, I reckon his mother didn't uh, hold him and breastfeed him. He needs attention, in other words. So you've seen the end of the Lord. He was patient, and he was patient to the death so that our souls could be saved. Amen? Amen. That the Lord is very pitiful and uh, of tender mercy. He made himself pitiful just the first time around because... Uh, he let them beat him and to nail him and to pierce him and to make him bleed and to put a crown of thorns on his head, who his mother used to kiss his head, kiss the little baby. But now the Lord is full of wrath. He's not the baby Jesus. And he's not the pitiful uh, one. He was pitiful because he had tender mercy on us. He allowed himself to go through that. But don't expect him to go through it again. Now he died once. Now he's coming back with wrath. Because what he did didn't mean anything to you. You're still going to hold your rotten, rusty money. And then, don't you know that the Lord can take the breath out of you in just one flash, one nano of a second, out of your cadaver, your body? Verse 12, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, because really you're supposed to be humble. Swear not neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, 
and your nay be nay. In other words, just preach the Bible. Because the Bible is yay. And if you're not in the Bible, uh, if you're not keeping the commandments, it's nay. And the door is going to be slammed on you. Lest you fall into condemnation. So don't worry about uh, doing anything else but uh, preaching the word of God. But you have to learn it first. Verse 13. Is any uh, among you afflicted? Let him pray. So it's not saying go to the elders and so on. It says you pray. If you're afflicted, if you've got some problem, if any of you, among you, are, 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 if you're among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms, not some cornball rock and roll or rap song. That won't do you any good at the judgment bar of God. Verse 14 is any sick among you. Now, this is another thing. If you're sick, you're a young Christian, or even if you've been in the house of God and you still never developed, let him or you call for the elders of the church and let them pray. Not people that have just been here for a long time, but somebody that you know that can get a hold of the Lord. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil, which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith will save the sick? Yes, it will. It's the scripture, which is absolutely 100% true. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins... Uh, if you repent, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That um, it doesn't say confess your sins one to another. It says your faults one to another and pray one for another. Are you praying for your brothers and sisters when you see them in trouble? or sick. That ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer, it must be fervent prayer, of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions, this is verse 17, as we are. He was, so this was the Lord. He had the same problems we do in the flesh. He hurt and he prayed uh, earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Verse 19, brethren, if any of you do err, from the truth, and one um, convert him. If you convert somebody that you see is doing, they're unscriptural or they're doing something wrong, verse 20, let him know that he which converteth the sinner 
from the error of his ways, because he's doing it ignorantly, shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Praise the Lord. All right, we have some letters, I believe. Amen? Yes. Where's the first one from? From Burham, Per, India. Oh, that was the end of the book of James. Okay, then what? Dear Pastor Alamo, greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are well here by the grace of God and hope you are well there and that your ministry is going well. Thank you very much for your kind help, which you are giving and serving people with. Last week, I went to my village and met with the people. I told them about the blessings I have gotten through your ministry. I have gotten good responses from my area, and the village people are very happy. I will mail you back with photographs. Also, I have many partners to whom I gave your literature for them to distribute to the people. They asked me to write to you and request that you pray for them. Once again, I thank you very much for your help, and thank you for showing us the way to reach God. Sir, I request you to pray for me to get more spiritually lifted up to serve my people through your ministry. May God bless you abundantly. Thanks, Philemon Rika from Burhampur, India. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, you know, the Lord wants to reveal himself unto you, and he also wants me to teach you how to continue walking in the Lord one day at a time. All right, so to serve him as well. All right, do you have another letter? Yes, from Ghana, Africa. Okay, let's read it. Dear Pastor, I'm very happy to write you this letter. Greetings to you and your family. May the Lord our God bless you for the good works that you are doing. A friend gave me your newsletter, and when I finished reading the newsletter, my life has changed. The reason for me writing this letter to you is that I want you to give me a Bible so that I can do Bible reading in the house and in the church. Because I don't have a Bible, kindly help me to get one. The Bible says we should ask, and it will be given unto us. That is why I am asking you for the Bible. I know you will give one to me. Thank you. Yours faithfully, Owusu Manu from Nkwanta, Ghana, Africa. All right. Yes, praise the Lord. Um, yeah, pray to the Lord, and then he'll move on me and ask me. Uh, and I, I will give you any gospel literature that I have, uh, everything that the Lord has uh, given to me to write. All right. So, um, the next book we'll be reading will be the first epistle, or the first letter, of uh, the book of Peter. So, make sure you stay tuned in. Well, right now, let's do business with the Lord. You rich men, you do business with the bank and with your CPAs and all these other different people. But now, uh, let's do business with the Lord. Now, you could be used by the Lord. Uh, you know, I never thought in my entire life that I'd ever be preaching or teaching the gospel. But after around close to 44 years, shy of three months, you know, I'm here I am. And God can use you in a way that you have no idea. You would be so far more blessed. You're not really happy, those of you that have money. So let's take care of business now with the Lord, which is the most important thing. You don't want to stand before the judgment bar of God and have him uh, sling you into hell or the lake of fire because you're too greedy or stingy. Say this prayer to the Lord, and he'll save your soul. doesn't matter how many sins you committed. He'll wash them all away in his precious blood. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God 
and that he died on the cross and he shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of your Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. It's written. It's your word. You can't lie. It's impossible. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this CD or audio tape number 709. It's free of charge. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. That's anger management. The Lord has anger, and his children have anger against Satan. And um, we continue being the way that the Lord says to be, not the way that an evil satanic government wants us to be. We have to keep, keep going on. We have to continue on to the end. And this is a song that tells you about that. It's called, it's by me, and it's called, Onward, Christian soldiers. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the Forward into battle, see his banners go. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to 